Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. I am going to be talking to my friend and Stacey Anden, life coach, and just remarkable person, really, about limiting beliefs today. So something kind of funny happened. So we were planning on doing it in my little studio here together today, and she came over. We couldn't really get it set up perfectly, but she is here with me today in my house. We're just not sitting next to each other. But... So it's going to be a little bit different of a show because we can kind of chat back and forth and maybe see each other from time to time. So it's kind of exciting. So when we, um, before we, before we got on the call today, Stace, can you, are you on here now? I am. Can you hear me? Cool. Okay. Yes. Before we got, I'm just going to tell everybody that before we came on the show, we were talking about this topic of limiting belief and we could just talk about it forever and ever. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great show. It's a huge topic for a lot of us. And I just kind of want to jump right in when we talk about like beliefs, like our limiting beliefs. I think a lot of people think of beliefs as facts. Like these are facts, like the sky is blue or it is raining out like we kind of talked about before. But sometimes beliefs are just conclusions that maybe we've drawn based on our experiences and oftentimes our childhood experiences. And I always think about the fact that with those beliefs, they may have served us. Our limiting beliefs may have served us at a time, but then as we grow older, those beliefs may no longer serve the purpose. And maybe they those beliefs helped us to protect us from an abusive situation. Um, but now they're just doing nothing for us. They're cutting us off and they're actually harming us. I think I told I told you, Stacy, about the um like for me growing up, I grew up in a household that um was abusive and it was it was very emotionally abusive. And I became very, very angry, almost like alligator skin angry. Like it was just like I created this skin around me. Like I think it was seriously between four and five years, not exaggerating that I didn't cry. Like I would go to a friend's, like go to a movie with some friends, like wouldn't cry at all. And I think it served its purpose because that feeling of anger and that, that overall feeling, which there was a belief underneath of that, right, of fearfulness of if I don't stay hard, if I don't stay powerful, then I'm going to be seen as weak or I'm going to break down and become sad. So it was there was a belief underneath there. But then as I became an adult and I moved out of my parents' house, it no longer served me. Not only did it not serve me, but it made things very, very difficult for me. And as I had that awareness, then I was able to make a change. I don't know um, what your thoughts are about that, Stace, but that's kind of just how I feel about when we're talking about limiting beliefs. That's just one example. No, I love that. And I think that 
um, Kelly, what do you think the belief was? Was it, I can't trust anyone. I need yes. to, you know, keep all my emotions inside. You know, it's so not I okay think that the to belief, express. Yeah, I think that the belief was, I can trust no one. I trust no one. If I, I can't trust you because yeah. you're going to do something to me, hurt me or whatever. Absolutely. And so you're right. We do create a lot of these belief systems in childhood or in our younger. Like, I feel like so much of how we believe the world is happens before the age of 10 or even the age of seven experiences, memories. We start to decide, is the world safe? Am I safe in the world? Am I, do I have my own voice and autonomy? And so much of the time that's influenced, right, by the other people around us and their belief systems. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times we might be walking around today in the present moment with a belief system that doesn't actually even belong to us, at least, um, you know, with our own awareness because we have been influenced by something else. So even if, if we haven't experienced trauma in our early ages, somebody else's belief system, like I had a family member who believed in order for you to be successful, you had to go to college. Right. That Mm -hmm. was this person's belief. And I had that for a really long time. And then I realized by doing Mm -hmm. some of the thought work we're going to talk about that I don't actually believe that to be true. But for a long time. And again, because we are influenced not only by just the people that raise us, but by the world, especially our immediate world around us, you know, we start to learn. The mind starts to pick up on it's creating its own truth, whether they are actually true to your point about what's a fact and what's a belief. But we really do start to kind of create these systems. And um, a lot of times we're walking around. I know I've been walking around, particularly, especially in my 30s, realizing I had a lot of beliefs that were holding Mm -hmm. me back that didn't even know that I had. No, that's the thing. So like when we're, when people that are listening right now, I mean, I'd like anybody, really any of you guys out there that are listening, I'd kind of like you to take a second to maybe if you can write it down or maybe just come come to your mind a limiting belief that you have so that when we're talking about it today, maybe you can kind of go back to that reference. And if you can't think of one off the top of your head, maybe as we talk about what a limiting belief is and those things, maybe you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to think of it. But for me, it wasn't until I bumped up against it and I was like, hmm, why am I struggling so much? And it was, it came back to, oh, it's because I don't, I, why can't I have nice relationships? Why am I going through all of these boyfriends? Why, why, why can't I, you know, get along with my boss at work? Because whether it was female or male, it didn't matter to me. Nobody was to be trusted. So it was, but I didn't really, it wasn't a conscious thought, right? It was just me moving through. And then I had to realize that. So the feelings was that feeling of anger, walking around with it and then the belief underneath was nobody's to be trusted everybody will hurt you because if your own family members hurt you then everybody's going to hurt you so it was that belief and it was so ingrained in me and I've talked about this before and you and I talked about this before Stace over a lifetime your beliefs are so ingrained they're in your nervous system just because it's repeated situations that prove that they're legitimate. 
but it wasn't legitimate. But to me, it was. So I had to break through. Once I realized that that was the underlying thought, then it came through where I had to start changing that thinking and taking some action to um, to get myself out of that. And we're going to talk about some awesome tools and ways to do that, ways that I've done it, the ways that you coach your clients around it. There's some amazing things. So as you guys, as you're listening out there, if you can be thinking about, and one limiting belief that a lot of my clients have, Stacey, and I know that you um, know a lot of people like this too, is people struggle a lot with procrastination. So the procrastination is that thing. It's that thing with me where it was the anger. Well, then there's this overlying, so I procrastinate, right? So what's the underlying belief? Maybe it's, I'm not good enough to do this, or I don't deserve to be successful, or I'm a failure. And it's those beliefs that keep you stuck. And beliefs can be so strong that they can even become I statements, like life is this, people are this. Like for me, it was people are not trustworthy or life is is really crappy and really hard, right? It's, it's terrible. Um, and I guess for a long time, when I had those beliefs that people aren't trusted, again, it may have kept me safe, right? So as a child, that maybe it served me well. Like, and of course, like not talking to strangers. I mean, that kept me out of danger. But then it actually denied me so many opportunities and so many beautiful relationships as I became an adult. And that's what we have to circle back around to is that limiting, like the procrastination. You can fix that problem by buying, you know, different file folders. I mean, how many people that are listening that are procrastinators out there haven't tried to, let's set a little reminder on my phone and let's do this and this and this. But until you get to the underneath part, the belief of why you do that, then I think you're going to stay stuck. I totally agree because the procrastination is the symptom. The procrastination is not at the root, it's the behavior. And so a lot of times, at least for me, I didn't even realize until I went through a coach training and all the programs that I've experienced that what is driving that procrastination? What is driving that behavior? We see it all the time at the beginning of a new year, right? Everybody wants to lose weight and they want to get healthier. And so they join a gym or they do this and they do that. And then by February or March, you know, most people have quit because we're trying to change a behavior rather than looking at the thought. And something interesting I thought about as I was listening to you share that, Kelly, is First of all, a lot of these limiting behaviors, actually probably all, are driven by fear. There's Mm -hmm. an energy of fear. Now, anger might be wrapped in there, but there's definitely a fear somewhere in there. Again, like what will happen if I trust something? Something bad will happen. So Mm -hmm. if you can tap into that energy of like, it would be scary, right, not to believe this or to trust someone or to go beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting place, too, if somebody's thinking, like, what are my limiting beliefs? Think of the things you're most afraid of. What scares you? Um, that can be an insight into, you know, what might be rattling around because we all have interesting things rattling around in there. And I also picked up on another point that you said that I think is very, very important is there's neuroscience and there's physiological components to this too. So the mind, the way the mind is wired, it's going to look for evidence. Let's say you picked up that thought when you were five. Every Mm -hmm. time something happens, 
it's going to say to you, look, there's another example why you can't trust somebody. And there's another example. And there's another example. The mind is kind of going to go on autopilot. And so unless we say, wait a second, time out, I need to look at, you know, this is that idea of we don't have to believe everything we think, but it will continue to cycle that. And just because something is familiar doesn't necessarily mean it's good for us. And I think sometimes, again, if I've had that thought, I don't trust anyone my whole life, that feels very familiar, but it might, to your point, be holding you back in certain regards. So asking yourself, what's the cost of having this belief? Because I think a lot of people, again, until we get aware of it and we ask ourselves, what's this actually costing me in my life? Can we get really honest about the interactions and the relationships between our behaviors, our feelings, and our thoughts? Yeah, and there's so... So I think beliefs are so powerful that they and they carry so much strength with them. It it impacts all your decisions and the choices you make. And this is where I think it kind of keeps us stuck. So they can even affect. Okay, here's a good one. I this is one I kind of just thought of, but they can even affect the questions you ask yourself as you're going throughout the day. Like the the questions that you ask, like how do you solve problems? How do you create more? It, those beliefs like will determine how you feel about yourself, others, events, all of those beliefs. And then those questions, I guess, like I said, I like that because the questions that you ask yourself, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like if I believe a certain way, then those, then I'm going to be asking myself certain things that will almost, this is as crazy it may sound, even though it might be an unwanted belief, you may even know that you have that belief. You will find yourself in situations or even create situations where the outcome is the same. Like I, what I did was I found, like I said, I went through all these boyfriends, right? I would, I mean, I swear to God, if there was a million really nice guys, I would find, like, I mean, let's, let's line them up a hundred. Okay. There's a hundred of them. <laughs> I would find the one that wasn't really a trustworthy guy, right? Because I think that that's what my expectation was. That was a belief. Then it was an expectation. Then the questions that I asked myself surrounding it. And then I cre- I just kept creating this, this situation almost to just keep reminding myself that that was true. Nobody is to be trusted. See, nobody is to be trusted. See, nobody is to be trusted. Yeah. And that's the mind, right? The mind is going to play that game with us. There's fear wrapped in there. There can also be, I think sometimes we can give our power away and really feel like a victim, a victim of our thoughts mm-hmm. or a victim of circumstances. And until we're willing, and it can be uncomfortable. I will not at all ever say to anyone doing this type of work that there is a level of discomfort in examining the thoughts and examining our patterns and our belief systems. I also believe we need to be curious and compassionate about it. Let's be curious why we are procrastinating. There's a reason behind that, right? People judge and they say, oh, I'm terrible, I'm this, I'm that. That doesn't actually help us change anything, right? That will just kind of cement to your point. Okay, this is just going to continue, continue it. I don't have any power over myself. I'm, I don't have any willpower or I'm stupid or I can't figure it out. And that kind of negative self-talk that just reinforces 
that negative or that limiting belief. So we can get ourselves really deep in all of this in these patterns and systems. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially if we believe we're a victim to them, which it's easy to believe that like, oh, well, this person, right, is doing this to me or that person when we have the power to go in and at any moment and look at what is my thought system and is it working for me? I always tell people, you can have any thought you want on the planet, but how's it working for you? Well, yeah, and that's inevitably why I stopped, right? It <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it wasn't working. And I mean, if I can, if I went to like a little bit more self-compassion, I mean, my limiting belief, it had good intentions, right? These intentions were to protect mm-hmm. me from pain. Mm-hmm. But it also, these intentions were misguided. They they might they might have protected me from some short term pain, but then unfortunately it led to long term pain, right? So it makes sense yeah. that if we can just see it, so I'm like, so here I am, I'm like saying these limiting beliefs and we're, we gotta get rid of them and blah blah blah. But you're right. If we can bring a little bit more compassion to ourselves and compassion to those beliefs. I think it will be helpful. So we have to take a break real quick, Stace. And when we come back, all of you guys that are listening, we're going to take a short break. And on the back, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about the limiting belief, but letting go of the limiting belief and maybe coming up with some new empowering belief. And so we can start to question those beliefs and maybe make some changes. So we'll see everybody on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. 
To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're here with Kelly Backert, and I am here with my friend and master life coach, Stacey Anden, and we are talking today about limiting beliefs. So the first part of our show, we were just identifying those limiting beliefs. We talked about different things like procrastination and um, the issues that I had with not only anger, but just believing that I couldn't trust anyone. So I think as we move on, and I hope that you guys as listeners are kind of maybe thinking about an area of your life that maybe you have a limiting belief. Now, Stacey, I kind of want to talk about how we go about letting go of that limiting belief. So I want to give a real quick example how why I let go of my limiting belief, even though it was completely ingrained in me. And a lot of it did have to do, I mean, there was a lot of fear in there, like you said, the anger, the fear of being hurt, but it was causing me a lot, it, I was losing more than I was getting from it because oftentimes our limiting beliefs, and I know you believe this, Stacey, it, you can be getting something from it, right? Absolutely. So just as much as we can ask ourselves what's the cost of believing this belief, one of the things people forget or don't even think about is what's the benefit? So if I'm believing that, you know, no one can be trusted in the world, then there there could be the possible benefit. Well, then I don't ever actually have to be vulnerable and put myself out there and take a risk. And, you know, maybe it works out for me, maybe it doesn't. Like allowing ourselves to be in those spaces. Fear is always going to pull us back in and say, nope, 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 don't do that. And yet the energy of that does, it keeps us um, in kind of what I always say, rinse, lather, and repeat. We're kind of going through different situations in our lives and these limiting beliefs keep showing up for us. So absolutely thinking about, you know, not just what's costing, but why am I doing this? What is the benefit? Ooh, don't actually have to step out of my comfort zone. And a lot of us, again, that's a really scary thing to do. So we'd rather believe the belief and say, yep, this is true. Like you're saying, this is a fact when in fact it's actually not, but it's, it's a protective mechanism. Well, here's one. So mom, if you're listening, sorry, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. (laughs) So um, my mom is a big fan of the belief. I'm average. I'm average Mm. and it's okay to be average and I'm average. And I said to her, and I pushed up against her, and I said, Mom, I think that you keep saying that on repeat and wanting us, you're just average. I mean, she would tell us that too, right? And why is that not okay? To, mm-hmm. I think it was underneath of it was a fear of, I mean, it's easy, right? If I'm just going to be average, then I really don't have to try it everything. I don't even have to try it anything. Yeah. I don't have to put myself out of my comfort zone. I don't have to do anything because I can just go back to falling into the belief of I'm just average. I don't have to try to be exceptional because I'm just average. I don't have to try hard at that. And it's a fear of failing, right? And we could go really, we could go in a completely different direction with this, Stace, and I won't do that. But that's just another one of those beliefs that it's it's getting her something, right? It's getting her the idea that she doesn't have to make a move then. She doesn't have to do anything in her life that's uncomfortable or maybe try anything new or, and it keeps her protected because if she does try something, 
and it, it doesn't go as planned or doesn't go the way she wants it to, then it can fall back to, well, that's okay because I'm just average. So I think, and yeah. and, and, that's a, and that's an interesting one, but I think we said the trust one, we said some procrastination. I think everybody has different limiting beliefs. I mean, it could be one surrounding food, it can be relationships, it can be so many things. And I think how we shift to having awareness, identifying those, and then going into a different direction where we can start to um, really just not hold yourself hostage in your mind is that's kind of what I was doing is it was it was too much pain. The, the holding on to it wasn't getting me to where I wanted. I had to let let it go in order to have nice relationships, to have to have a partner, which I wanted to have, to to have nice friendships. And I knew that I had to. After I become I became aware of it, I knew I had to let it go. That's so interesting. It makes me think about um, Martha Beck and Byron Katie, both people who talk about thought work, have this idea that if a thought, if we're walking around with a thought and it's causing us suffering, and I'll, and I'll say that's different than pain because pain could be like loss of something, right? There can be real pain in life, but suffering, right? We're not getting anywhere with our relationships and things like that. Typically then... And this is something to keep in mind is whatever that thought is, whatever that belief is, is not true because the truth does not cause suffering. And I love that philosophy. If it resonates with you, definitely adopt mm-hmm. it because the idea sometimes is the thought is causing us the suffering to help us do something different with it. So it's coming up and it's kind of rattling us or it's, it's throwing us off so that we will address the thought and change it. So to your point where maybe it served us really well and we didn't feel that suffering and now we are, it's because something needs to be done. So this is like a signal to us. And one of their other philosophies that I really think is a powerful thing to think about is it comes up almost like the opposite of a mirror. So it comes up one way, but it really, the truth is if you flip it around. So if you take your mother's example of I am average or just average or however you want to say that, that that, right, causes some suffering around it. But if you flip it around and say, I'm not just average, right, and you flip that, that that is actually... And again, it's a hard thing to believe when we've been believing the other thing, but that might be much more true at the very heart of us. And that's something, again, this is why some of this is like wiggling these thoughts that have been we've been carrying around for a long time in our lives. I'm 45. I've had thoughts that I've carried for a very, very long time. Yep. It would be awesome to think I could just extract it, but there's still times in my life where some of these limiting beliefs, you know, they start to get triggered as people say, or they get tripped up. And a lot of times, or I would say maybe almost all times, they're fear related. Something's happening that's causing me to be afraid. And so to your point, you go back to that limiting belief because we believe there's safety there. Yeah. And I think that it just, then it's okay. Yep. And I think, um, as what I think is important is when we have this belief and we're trying to kind of change it and transform it, that process is all, it's very important as we're trying to like cut ties with it, so to speak, is to realize that it is going to require some work and it's going to, um, 
and, and some conviction. And it's also, we can do it though, just like I always talk about food because that's my thing. I always go back to that. Just like when we're healing our relationship with food and body, it's important. To, it's just important that we can do it in a self-compassionate way, okay? And we can do it in a very, if we remain observant and very curious about it, right? Um, being open to, to new possibilities, to new perspectives, to alternative viewpoints. So just having a willingness, a willingness. I remember um, when during that time I was trying to change, like it wasn't that I came upon somebody and I was like, oh, now all of a sudden I was very aware that I didn't trust people and now I trust everybody. <laughs> That's not how it worked. I think right. it started out in the beginning like, well, I know that I trust my grandmother. I do know that I trust her. So I'm able to trust Oh, I'm so happy with myself that I'm, you know what I mean? I can, okay, I, you know, that's a start. And then just being really curious and observant of when I, so what you use the word and a lot of people use this word triggered or when it was it, I started to see honestly, and people are going to think this is kind of interesting is it was more so that I got triggered with women rather than men. My, 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 um, my thing about trusting and very, um, and very loud and like really loud spoken. So it was very interesting as I got curious and I got observant about this limiting belief, the things that I was able to see. I love that because where is it showing up? A lot of times it's not showing up in the same veracity, right? In the same strength in all places in our lives. It shows up in certain, you know, environments more so than others. So that curiosity piece and again, we're all doing the best we can as humans on the planet. So to me, this idea that we beat ourselves up or we say, it's like, I just, I don't believe that actually helps us heal. It doesn't help us necessarily make those changes. And we can say, of course, of course, I, it makes perfect sense that I came up with that thought. And you know what? I'm going to honor the part of me that carried that for so long. And I'm also going to invite the opportunity and the practice for me to change because you're right. You Once you say that and you have the awareness, the awareness doesn't necessarily create the change. The mm-hmm. awareness is the first step. I am aware that this thought is something that is holding me back or causing me, you know, suffering or pain or however you want to say that. And so what do I want to do differently? And you brought up a really, like one of my number one tools with thought work is what else can be true? besides the mm-hmm. original thought. Yeah, because okay. when we were Ooh, talking about, oh my gosh, yes. So I like, so you always say this, and I love when Stacey says this, so I'm going to like make her shout it out here in a second. <laughs> so you say this about a lot of things, but this is huge. No, this is a good one. I love this one. So you always say that like, I'll be talking, I'll call Stacey and I like, you know, I have one of my major problems, of course, that like, I don't, who knows what it is, you know, random. But I, I'll be talking to her and she'll say, is that true? And I'm like, could it be something different? So like, so with your limiting belief, I think one of the amazing tools that we could do, and then you're going to talk more about this because it's your, it's your tool and I love it. And now I use it is this idea of, like I said before, beliefs are not always facts. 
we may think that they're facts because they're ingrained into our nervous system, but they're not. Actually, I would, if it's a limiting belief, I guarantee that things bullshit. It's, there's, there's no way that everybody in the world is not trustworthy. That's just not true. But I had to say, but I have to, so you can question your limiting belief. You can say, is that really true? Is that really true that that, like, if when I met somebody right away, I instantly am like, they're they're not trustworthy. But I could ask myself, I could change it in that moment, take a deep breath and say, is that true? Do I know that? Do I know, is that a fact that that person isn't, you know what I mean? Or whatever that is. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll go into more detail about it, Stace, but that's well, kind of how I understand it. Yeah. You know, if that person was supposed to pick you up at three o'clock in the afternoon and they didn't come, right? So there's a fact. Whether they are trustworthy or not, probably there's some other factors going into that. But even if you, not and not you, Kelly, but all of us, have a hard uh-huh. time. Like if, if I ask that question, is this actually true? And you said, Stacy, yes, it is. The idea we can also play with, because sometimes we come right at a thought, especially one that's been really, really ingrained in us in a lot of different layers of our, of our psyche, our mind, our physical uh, bodies and, and such, that then it wants to really fight back. So the idea of just saying, well, what else could be true? Right. So even if I'm not sure I believe something else to be true and, and here's where we could have, I always say, let's have a little bit of fun because again, we can get really serious in life. And, and I, I know as adults, we can be very, very much, even when we're trying to work on this stuff, we can be so serious. And the idea is like, okay, list 10 people that you know or, or what have you. It could be the male person. It could be your best friend. It could be your spouse. It could be your child. It could be the neighbor. Or it could be, you know, the guy that makes you coffee at Starbucks every morning. What would they say, right? So if mm. we're having trouble getting out of our own mind, one of the really effective tools is thinking, well, what would Oprah Winfrey say in this moment or Gabby Bernstein <laughs> or, you know, and it, it doesn't matter whether you necessarily know the person or like the person, but it's to get a variety of perspective because mm-hmm. we, when we're attached to a thought, we have a really hard time thinking that there could be another thought or 10 other thoughts. Oh, well, Oprah might say, you know, this, or my neighbor might say this, or, you know, any of those kinds of things. It's to help wiggle that thought loose a little bit from the grips that it has on us. So we're kind of being playful about it. And I think it can be a really, really powerful tool because it gives us the, the space to be able to step back and look at, oh, this could be true or this could be true, right? It doesn't mean that you have to believe it, but just open to that possibility. Yeah, and just being open to this idea that when you have the awareness and then you start to, you know, be a little bit more self-compassionate and you have, you get curious about it. I always say that with people with their relationship with food, Mm -hmm. be curious about those foods, right? Like, get curious about how does that food make me feel? How does, so when you're getting curious and you're kind of, it's kind of getting still enough so that you can pay attention to your own intuition and pay attention to what happens to your body. But going back to the idea of like not trusting people, I think it's, um, I think, I think it just takes, it just, it took time. It was not only the questions that I was asking myself, but realizing that 
it's okay to do two steps forward, 10 steps back, five steps forward, whatever we're doing, whether it's like, if I go back to like, what, like something about food or body, whatever it is, like when we're trying to make a shift, when we're trying to take away a limiting thought, I need, I want us to bring in self-compassion and knowing that, yes, this is something that I've been, um, courageous enough to look at and become aware of and it's something inside of myself that I know is keeping me stuck and I'm not and I want to achieve so many things in my life and I want to do all these things but I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel so when we can address these limiting beliefs that will really help but realizing that it's not a straightforward road oh yeah that's never going to happen to me again and I'm never going to have that thought again because that's not what happens it just gradually gets less and less Absolutely. And any time that we decide, okay, if I wrote 10 different perspectives, right, 10 different other things that could be true, I could, I could read them and then feel how they feel. Ooh, does that feel true or as true as the original thought? I kind of play around with that and take it to your point about a baby step. So I'm not going to say if the original thought is, I don't trust anyone. Maybe it's, I do trust people and they have to earn, right? Or they're, you know, or I'm open to the idea of trusting because if we try to go 180 or 360 from the original place where we are, first of all, we're going to find a lot of resistance there. And yes. that can be in and of itself. It's another whole Oh my gosh, it's a whole show other show. Us. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. So we won't, we won't dive into that yeah, too, please. Like, into much detail today. <laughs> However, the idea, though, is I have yet, right, in all my work, and I've worked with so many clients and I've done so much work with myself, too. It's like this idea we take two steps forward and maybe three steps back or we find ourselves, you know, sometimes I'm really tired and worn down and then my limiting belief shows up, right, because there's some fear. And yes, yes, I'm just that's in that what place where maybe I'm not my best. And so I get a little bit kind of um, tangled up in it. And so Cease, I have to take a real idea. quick I break. I love what you've been saying about compassion. So I'm, I'm like totally interrupting you. So I have to take a really oh, quick break. Go ahead. Go but ahead. then we'll come back. <laughs> keep that thought because I want to come back on the other, other okay. side of the break. All right. We'll see everybody on the other side. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. 
If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Kelly Backert. I am here with my friend and life master coach, Stacey Anden, and we're talking about limiting beliefs. Stacey, I feel like we could probably talk about this for like four hours. And I know, so we talked this before the break, we were talking about, um, we brought up the questioning. That's kind of like a tool that you can kind of use those questions to ask yourself, is this true? But I know you have some other tools that are helpful in breaking through these limited beliefs too, if you want to talk a little bit about those. Oh, I'd love to. So one of the other thought, to me, very powerful questions in thought work, and it comes from the work of Byron Katie. So if you want, um, check her out kind of on your own. But it's this question of who would I be without this thought? So, Kelly, if we take mm-hmm. your example and we say, okay, and I'm going to be, I'm going to get my magic wand out for a second and I'm just going to tap you on the head with my magic wand and say, the thought that I don't trust anyone doesn't no longer exist. Mm. Who are you in this moment if I just, it's almost like, one of the other tools I use with clients a lot of times is I call it thought amnesia. I want you to pretend or imagine that you bumped your head, right? And yet today you bumped your head, tomorrow you wake up, and whatever belief systems you have, you no longer have them. Well, let me give what you an you example. Do? So a lot of my clients, <laughs> Stacey, they don't think, uh-huh. so the belief, the belief is, uh, this is a huge one, and there's a couple people that I know are listening right now, so this is a good one for you. Okay. <laughs> so lay it on me. <laughs> it, the belief is the belief is this is a lot of my clients. I'm not enough if I don't weigh this much, like whatever, 140 pounds. Let's make believe that's the number. I'm not enough yep. if I don't look a certain way. So when you take that away yep. from me, when you do that magic wand. Uh-huh. When I thought of my clients and you doing that, like what happens when that belief, yeah. I instantly think they're, 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 gonna, they're not going to know what to do. They're going to be, it's almost like a fear, yeah. a fear of letting go of a belief that's c- causing you so much pain and so much distraction. But it's interesting what the reaction is, right? The reaction is almost instantly mm-hmm. like, don't take that away from me. Don't take my limiting belief away mm-hmm. from me. 
Yeah, because we're giving our power, right? I don't actually have to maybe go after that job that I want or go after that relationship mm-hmm. or put myself out there on the dating scene, right? If I don't have that number in my head and right, that's keeping me, you know, safe or whatever that, you know, that belief system is, that's not true. But, you know, it's interesting, Kelly, Um First of all, I would, I always love to ask that question in a kind of a very meditative, like, what if kind of question. So instead of like, because you could absolutely meet with resistance. Oh, no, this is, you know, I can't be anything else. Because what I have found when people just kind of take a breath, they slow down a little bit, right? They move out of the energy of our head which a lot of times, again, we're all moving around in the course of our day. There's a lot of energy in our head. So I will even ask a client, just kind of ground yourself, take a couple breaths, feel your feet on the ground, and really think into the question, who would you be without that thought? What most of the time, if people can kind of access that energy, not from the mind, because the mind will give you the answer, what you just said. But that other part of us that knows will say, oh my gosh, what a relief. Oh, yes. I would feel free. I would just walk around if I weighed 150 pounds and I would go and get a new dress and I would be right. Like I wouldn't overstress yes. about what I'm eating next week and Thanksgiving. You're, all the things start to flood out when you are able to access that part of us. It's not coming from the mind and that fear and all those belief systems It's coming from that kind of deeper part of us, which mm-hmm. in that process would be something I would say to people take a little bit of time before you ask yourself that question, journal, go for a walk, find a place where you can relax your nervous system because anytime we're in fight or flight, right. And we're, we're amped up. We can't see a solution. We can, that's not a great place to try to create a, a different way forward. We will, we will hit that, the fear response. Oh no, I can't do that. So, and again, it's not about judging that. It's just being compassionate and saying, okay, take a breath. Let's just, let's just say, what if you don't have to believe it after this moment, just in this one minute, who do you think would be if that didn't exist? Yes. Okay. I love that. Oh, that's and that's awesome. how I would, that, that's how I would, because <laughs> I do, I, I mean, myself included, I'm like, what do you mean? I can't think that. Or, and again, to me, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know really I always do that. Right? Here's another powerful tool kind of as part of these tools that we're sharing today is I want, I want people to think about if nothing changes for you and you live, right? I always imagine myself as the little old lady on the movie Titanic, right? She throws the big <laughs> chunk of necklace over the side of the boat. She goes into her bed and she drifts off peacefully into the next world or however, you know, whatever people believe. But, but so let's just imagine we're all, you know, old and a hundred and what have you. And we look back on our lives I know. and nothing changes from the belief systems we have. What is, what does your life look like for the next 20, 30, 50, 60, whatever, yes. fill in the blank years? Are you okay with that? Yes. And I don't want to waste my time having to deal with this. I don't want to waste my time with not trusting people. And I don't want to waste my time thinking that I have to be a certain weight when I'm totally cool with where I am, like where I'm so, you know, it becomes, 
Yes, it becomes maddening. It becomes, it's that yeah. it's that belief of something. Like you said, I liked that one about I have to have a college degree or I'm nothing or I have to go to this certain mm-hmm. school or I'm nothing or I yeah. have to have a degree from here or I have to... I have to have this type of job or I have to have this kind of a house or I have to drive this kind of a car. Or I have to have, it's really basically what, what my show is about. It's you're already enough, yeah. right? It's, it's this whole search. It's this endless search based on our, a lot of our limiting beliefs. And that keeps us in this state of almost distraction, almost in this yeah. state of, like you said, victimhood and being in, and being in mm-hmm. fear and in that state. But I believe just like I know that you do, that we're not going to change that course of our mind from the same thinking that got us there. The same thinking that got me there is not going to be able to um, help me step out of it. You're going to have to change it. That's why you're coming to my studio and we're doing meditation classes. That's why I talk to people about meditation and using your own intuition and taking three breaths before you eat and coming back to that place of stillness within yourself, even if it's just for 30 seconds, it's because that is from that place, Stacey, is where we're going to heal. That self-compassion, that place is where you heal. You don't heal from that place. I got to, I got willpower and white knuckling it and you're squeezing it together and you're forcing and you're pushing and you're driving. We will never, you'll never heal yourself. You will never get past the limiting beliefs I believe, maybe for a split second, but in that state of mind, you if I believe that it's you if you can go about it a different way and a more softer, compassionate, kinder way, realizing that it may not fully ever go away, but that it will become it will change and you come in it with curiosity and openness and willingness. With that, it will change. I can almost guarantee it with with the slightest willingness, the universe responds. I totally agree. I'm on, I'm with you a hundred million percent. And I think that, again, this is kind of maybe slightly controversial and I might've mentioned it when we were together on the last show, but what if this is the great, one of our greatest gifts and greatest teachers, right? This suffering, Mm -hmm. because I don't believe this is how we are meant to live our lives. I do not believe we are meant to be on our lives, you know, 80 years, 100 years, however old we are men, so we can fixate on a number on a scale. So we can hold back and and not be vulnerable in relationship. However, fear, right? And so much of our lives have been about, especially when we're younger, about teaching us to protect ourselves against something and fear, which... Here's the thing. We cannot 100% ever protect ourselves against anything. So the idea that we don't go after the job or whatever the case may be because we don't think we're enough, then, you know, then, and we hold ourselves back. To me, you don't ever know. You don't ever, you don't ever get the reward of seeing what you can do. And also the gift of being in the discomfort of just being like, huh. To your point about curiosity, that's so interesting. I'm learning so much about what matters to me, who I am, how I want to walk on the planet, how I want to be in Mm -hmm. service. All of these things are just interrelated in such big, beautiful ways. I agree. I think, yes, and I love those tools. I hope that everybody that's listening right now, I hope that you those questions, those questions, maybe those are a helpful tool and realizing that it doesn't have to be perfect. So 
We have a few more minutes in the show, but we don't have very much longer. So I didn't know, Stace, if there was anything else that you kind of wanted to touch upon as we kind of close close this out. So I have one more tool that I think could be very helpful, and it's very short to explain. So one of the things that you can do if you really want to help your mind reframe what's actually true versus what it thinks is fact is create an evidence book. So if the brain or the mind is saying, right, no one is trustworthy, then you write down, maybe you put it in your phone, maybe you put it in a journal, every time where somebody has been proven, right, the opposite Mm -hmm. is true. This person was trustworthy. They did this or this person was trustworthy. So you start to create evidence. So this helps the mind, right? Because the mind Mm -hmm. likes concrete data. Yes. And then you read that back to yourself and you go, wow, <laughs> wait a second, that wasn't <laughs> true, right? I didn't have to believe that. Here's all the evidence. This is a way to meet the mind where it is. So there's another last tool for you to play with or if, it re- if that resonates most to play around with finding evidence for the other, right? Whatever the newer thought is and see, because that can be really fun, like make it a game and have yes. fun with it. Yeah, again, when you go about changing anything, whether it's your weight, whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's any of those things, I think there's a different way that we can approach it. You don't have to, I mean, you're going to have to, we have to lighten up about this life, right? We only get one life. So we don't want, we need to go, like you said, so serious about it. Like let's realize, become aware of the limiting belief, realize that we have with a little bit of willingness, the universe will come with us and come on this journey to help us change those things. Now we have tools at our disposal that will help us. If one resonates more than another, just use that one. So I think, um, and maybe use all of them and see which one works. And, and just, and then through the process, realize that maybe overnight it's not going to be perfect, but that we can always go back to our tools, always start again, and we can do it in a more uh, like a compassionate way, a getting curious way, experimenting with different things. Like you said, let's write it down. Is this really true? What facts support that that's true? And what facts don't support that that's true? So I, I think, um, I hope that everybody listening um, you took something away from today because I know Stacy and I both are here on this planet to help other people, and we hope that we helped you today. Stacy, thanks for being on the show today. Always. It's such an honor. And I will say, too, Kelly, sometimes this is hard to do on our own, and this is why life coaches are, <laughs> have been created on this yes, because they can walk you through this kind of process. This is the heart of what I do is help people with thought work because, again, this is the place where we can change and we can absolutely influence it um, just as, as soon as we decide, yes, I'm, I'm in, I'm interested, even if I yes. don't know exactly where I'm headed. Like just that choice. Getting that um, support. And LCC's information yeah. is on on online. So if you're listening to the show and you're on, you know, Voice of America, all of her information is out there so you can reach out to her. I just want to close out the show today. I just hope that everyone listening will realize that even if only for a moment that you are enough as you are and all the messiness and the beautiful parts and the parts that may feel broken, you just realize that nothing outside of yourself can fix your insides because you aren't broken. 
And I hope everybody has a great Friday um, and a happy, very happy Thanksgiving because I know that we will, um, I won't be on the show again until after Thanksgiving holidays. So have a great one. Thank you for listening to Already Enough. You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?